0: Welcome back to Weekly EP. My name is Cody Swanson. Today's episode we have on Workman's song, and the record that he submitted to us is pretty dynamic. I would highly recommend that you wear headphones when you listen to this record to get the full effect. We're talking stereo panning, multiple part harmonies. Uh, It's a pretty wild ride and the interview also is pretty exciting too we touch on a lot of fun stuff since this was made over easter it's also technically an easter record and here's a taste of that record Simple question to start it off. What is your name? My name is Sean McMahon, a.k.a. Workman Song. And why did you decide to do a weekly EP?
1: I really like making music. And I really like you, Cody. We go back a ways. But I've, I've always liked the challenge of, you know, a song a day or an album a week kind of thing. And I never really did it before until you called me up and I was like, this is the perfect accountability situation. And um, also I like that you're going to actually talk about what I've done. Um, I I, love feedback and there's, to me, there's just nothing better than someone actually listening to your record and then talking about it. I mean, that's a dream come true.
0: That's awesome because that's kind of the point, uh, the whole point of this thing. Uh, so also, where about like where in the world did you record this record? Martha's Vineyard, a small island off of Massachusetts. And that's part of the United States, yes. It's in the United States of America. And uh, how is the island life right now? Um,
1: it's slow. Um, one might say desolate, but it's desolate every winter. Um, people are starting to use the word devastated. Um, cause it's looking like people aren't going to come here this summer. We'll see though. I mean, I've just been hanging out with my wife and my daughter and I honestly can't complain about that because it's the most time I've been able to spend with them for like two
0: years. Well, that's a pretty good upside, I guess, to all of this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Continuing down the list of questions that I have here on my computer, was this record more in line with the kind of stuff that you normally do, or was it something a little bit more out there?
1: well, some some of it is. Some of it definitely is. it's it's at least in line with the thing that I tend to do when I show up and represent myself. Um, there's a general thing that happens when I record where I kind of go crazy in the studio and and follow you know eclectic strains going on in my brains. Um. So this this definitely gets eclectic in certain places, and I think this is probably the most eclectic record I've made since I made Ion Zelig Volume Three, which was kind of a heavily electronic, you know, half acoustic, half electronic situation. Where to me, I just call that Beck mode. I just go into Beck mode, where it's like, ah, eh, I don't really care what the genre is. I'm going to use like electronic sounds and sample things and just kind of see what happens and not worry about the practicalities of going out and performing this. So I wanted to stockpile all the writing between Monday and Wednesday so that I had time to perfect all the recordings and mixing and all that stuff. So there was very little editorial process. So it's just wrote a song, wrote a song, wrote a song. I wanted to have about five or six. And it's just all stream of conscious so you can see that you know i was sitting with my guitar in some cases some cases not and uh just knowing that i had to produce what i wrote and i had to release what i produced was very liberating and that's why i think this record came out so eclectic in my opinion
0: okay that's awesome yeah i mean it can really be um a motivator to have a set destination
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: Okay, now since this uh, record was made over the Easter uh, week, uh, the last question is, if you rose from the dead, what would your first meal be? <laughs> My first meal? Yeah. Uh, hamburger Helper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so now uh, what is the name of this record? I think I decided on the title... Q is for Quarantine,
1: the Easter 2020 collection.
0: All right. So then this is Q is for Quarantine, the Easter 2020 collection by Workman Song. Amen.
2: They said it's the end of the world. They said It's the end Of the world We must try To defend The Constitution So stuck up on guns And sharp swords They said It's the end Of the world They say that there may be no cure they say that there may be no cure maybe not now but someday we'll all walk away and escape but for now keep well watched and stay indoors they say that there may so no cute. It's the end of the world. They said it's the end of the world. It might just be pretend, the slightest of slight of hand, cause I swear I'm certain sun's going down on this fine, fine, fine,
1: fine day.
2: Seeds in the ground, it's been a fine, 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 fine day. That's all right, mama, I got time to spend dream. done. It's been a fine, 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 fine day. Go on and tell everyone it's such a fine, 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 fine day. That's all right, mama. We got time to spend dreams. It's been a fine, 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 fine day. It's been a fine, 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 fine day. Been a fine, 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 fine day. It's been a fine, 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 fine day. Isn't it? Storm came down just my luck i've weathered this one before that's all right mama i got time to spare Dream. a fine, fine, fine. I mm-hmm. sing You can't say no No, you can't say no
0: Okay, so let's just jump straight into this because there's a lot going on in this record. There are six tracks and there are a number of different instruments and uh, a lot of different production elements going on here. So let's just start off with the instruments that you used. Well, everything was guitar-based except
1: for Jesus is Lord. Um, And around the guitar arrangements, I uh, pretty much... I think most of the songs are all just standard, you know, guitar-based drum situations uh, along with some organ and keyboards. And um, the, the, main, the the main thing I was going for with the arrangement um, was, A, trying to bring some friends in and collaborate, and B, utilize sampling just to see how much I could get done. And it was all about, you know, uh being economical with with the time constraint right and i've always wanted to try like the long distance studio thing but was always kind of shy about asking people especially on deadline you know like hey want to do something because you know in my experience if you ask someone if they want to do a long distance recording
0: thing it's like yeah cool and then you send them the like it it fizzles you know yeah, exactly. I mean, I've I've been guilty of that too. I've gotten really excited about long distance collab projects, and my friend sends me the tracks, and then months go by, and I go, "Oh shit, I forgot about this."
1: Yeah, and it's it's very hard. To, to be fair, it is hard to get it done. Um, but you know, right now we're in a unique time where everyone has time and everyone's home. Mm-hmm. The other day, I put out a a thing on Facebook saying, you know, roll call. Who's got home recording equipment and what do you play? And like, to my shame, a lot of very familiar names popped up, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe like you! I even did this with you like two years ago, and completely forgot about you." Know, I got Scott Murphy on uh, violin from uh, Mountain Animation, and uh, who who else played? Uh, Dan Thomas from Northampton played guitar
0: on on uh, the song "Good Son." Um, and there's it, some really good horns on Good Son and uh, Jesus is the Lord too, right?
1: Yeah, that's all. Andrew McGovern, um, my close friend, we went to college together and we were also in Streets of Laredo together and roommates. He was my first roommate in New York City when I moved there. Um, but he's he's just like a, he's a genius. He, he did each of those arrangements, like took him an hour to do each of them. Wow. He's just like, okay, I'm starting now. <laughs> Quick question, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, 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 do it. An hour later, he's like, okay, it's in your inbox. Tell me if you like it. Jesus. So that was super gratifying. I love that. Um, but yeah, my, my creative goal with all this was to, to make as densely arranged a record as possible in, in the time constraint. So again, I, I tried to write all the songs between Monday and Wednesday. The, the album, by the way, is in sequence for when I wrote and produced them. And, uh, The song something to give was random because i was i happened to be thrown into this like songwriting co-write zoom group chat thing through my friend shane uh from the band ferdy main and i got hooked up with these dudes uh who all like were studio musicians like it was just complete blind luck it was roulette style co-writing and we wrote this song like in in like an hour and then in the next hour we all tracked our parts um ben collins the guy playing drums and guitars he's out in detroit i believe and uh charlie bruber that's right because i like dave brubeck um he he's the bass player and he's out in minneapolis i may have switched the cities but anyway it, we were done with the basic tracking like within an hour of writing it so this it was all really cool instant
0: gratification um Okay, so how would that work exactly though? Would you write a guitar part or record the guitar part and then send it to Ben and he would add drums or or something like that? Like how how did the collaboration work?
1: It was weird. We I had no idea how the hell it was going to happen. When Shane was like, "Oh, we're going to do a co-writing thing." I was like, "What?" And when I'm just stuck on my computer with with Charlie and Ben like their two windows looking at me my first thought is like this is not gonna work I have no idea how this is gonna happen I'm just gonna tell them something come came up and leave <laughs> Like I, I said this weird like flash of anxiety of like nah nah screw it this is stupid I, I'm gonna do something else but no like the du- the dudes were so chill and everyone just had a really good proactive like let's get to it attitude and I was like okay well you know like literally earlier that day I'd, I'd written fine day, old glory and good Sun." I'd written fine day because we'd just been gardening and that's pretty much what that is about. And uh, I started diddling around with this part and I was like, what do you think of this one, baby? And she's like, it eh, doesn't really speak to me. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do anything with it because my wife hates it. <laughs> and then I wrote good Sun," but then I was in this situation. And so, okay, you asked the process and I'm rambling. So basically, um, I, I whipped out that guitar part and they liked it and we all agreed on a tempo. I, I tracked that in Logic, just a quick demo of it, sent it to Ben. Um, and then, because of the time constraint, we all just, we all just like, hey, you know how certain songs like have the same chord progression in the verse as the chorus? Yep. Let's do that. So we are like, okay, done. We made a decision about what's going to happen there because we thought it was a hooky, you know, guitar part. And so, I was the smart ass. I was like, well, I think we should modulate for a quick second in a little like um, pre-chorus. So Charlie came up with the beginning of the pre-chorus and I came up with the modulation. And uh, thus, thusly accomplished and proud of ourselves. We all went to our separate tasks. I sent in all those guitar parts to Ben. Um, ben basically did like a dummy arrangement of it where he put it all together, played drums, all that stuff. And then Charlie tracked uh bass to that. And then I wrote lyrics and made the vocal melody. I got I kind of felt like Brandon Boyd or Morrissey, you know, like everything I'd ever read about those bands where the bands get together and write the music and then the singer does his thing alone. I always thought that was weird. I was like, How the hell do you do that? Um Maynard James Keenan does that in Tool too. But I got my taste of that. I was like, Okay, here's this finished track pretty much, and I have to, you know, do creative karaoke with it and it, it was cool it, it felt different you know it kind of expanded my mind in a different direction so there's this kind of fresh new batch of neuron pathways in my brain and then ben mixed it and we discussed the mix and that was how that worked we did like two conference calls and you know i, I was really impressed by those guys like we totally lucked out
0: Awesome. And what about the collaborative process for the other tracks, like "Fine Day," "Old Glory," or "Good Son? How were th- how are those similar or different to that?
1: Um, let's see. "End of the World," I did all that myself. Uh oh, it happened. I did that myself with my daughter. Uh, "Fine Day," "Old Glory," that was a. I think that was just a, a voice and guitar thing, uh, and, you know. And I I did it all to a click track and sent people zeroed out tracks that they could punch in and put their own metronome to. So I sent that to Scott as a vocal and guitar thing. Good Son was uh, the same but with like Bobby McFerrin-style chest thumps and snaps, you know, (laughs) Um,
0: to get that. You know, I wanted this like basic... like. To get the like the, the the feeling or the the rhythm kind of communicated, or
1: yeah, yeah, just yeah, get the get the groove down mainly because it's in six eight. But then it, there's a section where it switches back and forth, and I wanted to make sure that um, Kev, who usually knows what I'm going for anyway, like Kev Grossman, the drummer. Um, I just wanted to make sure he knew what my basic idea was for the groove grid um, and. He nailed it too. He actually sent me stems, you know, so he sent me, you know, bass drum, snare drum. He sent me the whole you know, thing for me to arrange and stereo, but I, I just love the, the sound of the single drum mix track that he gave me. So I just used one
0: track for the drums on that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I get really excited when I have all the drum stems, but it really quickly gets overwhelming.
1: Yeah. I I don't like mixing drums. (laughs) I, I, I mean, I'm a I'm a very niche producer. Um, most of the stuff I do, I, I, I've figured out my own ways to do. So a lot of my old drum tracks were just like a snare and a djembe, mm-hmm. and I just mixed them, I mic them with my laptop mic, and I mixed them to sound kind of like a '70s rock and roll drum kit. Because if you think about it, you know, drum sounds from the '50s through the '70s, like They weren't very nuanced. They were just kind of like, you know, I was like, well, I can do that. I could probably do that with my desk if I needed to. And and I also noticed that, you know, that to this day, I still prefer the sound of, you know, um, uh, like George Martin's Beatle mixes and ring, you know, ring on Ringo Starr's drumming. I prefer that to, you know, even some of my favorite music from the nineties. Like I, I prefer the sound of Ringo's drums to the sounds of like Dave Grohl's drums on, you know, on Nirvana's records, even though I love, like, I love the way Nirvana is produced. It's perfect for Nirvana, but I, you know, I, I, my ear doesn't go to the drums. When I think of songs where I enjoy listening to the drums, for some reason, I think of like, I, I really think of the Beatles quite a bit. I just love the way they sound. Um, and they kind of don't sound like drums, like if we're really going to get down to it. It just kind of sounds like like a box that they were able to fit Ringo inside of, that he was trying to get out of. Like, hey. <laughs> let me out of this box. <laughs> it's kind of just like dull thuds and some thwaps, but it's really percussive and, and I and I love it.
0: Okay, I think you told me going into this that you wrote all the songs in one or two days at the beginning of the week. Yes. Okay, and then you sent all the tracks out, and when did you get those back? How did it all come together in the end? Well, um, I think I started recording on Tuesday
1: or Wednesday, and then I was doing little tweaks pretty much every night from there on out, and then... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people gave me their final tracks on Friday and Saturday, so I was was still mixing on Saturday night, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was working every day, it was a slow trickle, you know, I'm a father and a husband, and it was good weather, so we, you know, my wife and I started our garden this past week, so, you know, I was just working in the cracks there. What did you plant in the garden? All sorts of stuff. Um like charred some lettuce and arugula. I'm not the expert on this. My wife is. I I always I always joke around that I'm a farmer and a hunter and a fisherman, but actually I'm none of those things. But I just she just humors me when I pretend that I take the lead on it. <laughs> she she tells me what to do. I, I'm I'm the, the garden sous chef really. <laughs> she gave me a really suspicious look. She's like, oh, he's talking about how he's a farmer again. I was coming clean, honey. I was calm and clean, yeah, my wife is cool, so also part part of the writing process and, and part of how um you know I, I said you know she didn't like something to give, so that was because on that day we were sitting on the deck in between gardening, and I had this idea that I would like to write everything with her or in her presence because we've been starting to open that door. We've been playing. Uh, every Sunday doing these live stream shows called The Social Distance Sing. Great
0: name, uh, by the way. I don't know if I told you that. uh,
1: Thank you. My buddy Robbie came up with it. I can't take credit, but we took it and we're running with it. Um, So so my wife, full name Siren Mayhew, she releases her own music and uh, we've been working together on her record. And as time has been going on, we've been talking more and more about collaborating and performing together which can be hard to do when you talk about it. So we started doing the social distance thing by accident. It just kind of happened. And all of a sudden, there's nothing to talk about. We're just doing it. So the takeaway was, ah, like, if we just kind of do it, it happens, which I know sounds stupid, but it's true. Like, don't think about it. Just do it. So I wanted to see what happened if I wrote everything like with her right there you know to see how it changed my thinking to see if a collaboration naturally happened given that we were gardening and stuff like we weren't totally connected like she gave me a lot of feedback on end of the world and um uh oh it happened she was very editorial because the melody for that came from my daughter after she did something weird she like she did something and said
3: uh oh it happened <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was weird it's like and then i like latched onto it i was like that's really cool she's singing oh my god and we started singing it around the house so it became this little thing um so i i worked on that tune on the deck the i wrote all those songs in a row and uh cody i've gone cross-eyed again i can't remember why i was telling this story but um Oh, it's because we're talking about how I'm pretending to be a farmer, and my wife interjected. And now I'm telling this tangential story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So long story short, like set and setting affect the songwriting. I wrote um, the first three. No, I wrote the first four songs outdoors on a deck after gardening with dirt on my hands, with with my wife seeking her approval, and I think that definitely affected the songs because she comes from kind of like a theatrical background and used to sing with the Boston pop. So I know I can really get her excited by like very cool harmonic twists and, you know, strong, strong melodic content. I think she's not as turned on by my kind of mumbly folk stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to keep it like super melodic, even with a slight flair for the dramatic. And, uh, and I, I think that had, had a lot to do with the tone that this record took because it got super colorful. I wasn't expecting that. And also, again, I have to emphasize the first four songs were all written in a sequence. And I started the morning listening to like a Q conspiracy podcast. So like the first two songs, like all the lyrical content is, is kind of lifted from a lot of that stuff. And then gradually becomes more rural as I've gotten more sun and vitamin D and I'm like starting to chill out. I'm like, ah, you know, maybe I'm not going to worry about that like cute conspiracy crap. Maybe I'll just think about seedlings and sunlight and gardening and domestic life and you know, the basics.
0: (laughs) Well, now that it's over, have you had a chance to reflect on the record and, and listen to it? And what do you think?
1: Yeah, I've already listened to it a few times. I'm sick of it already, which is what happens. <laughs> but, but I've been, I've been proud of it because again, um, zero editorial process, and by that I just mean it's not a record where I chose the best songs and let other ones leave to the side. I com- I committed to producing every song I wrote, and I knew I'd only write about five or six. So, um, I I write in in bursts usually anyway and I usually write one song after the other and each subsequent song is is kind of different from the preceding one intentionally so what I like the most about this record is uh to me it's like a 90s record or like a Beck record you know remember when records in the 90s used to have more than one genre (laughs) Like that that's this record in a nutshell like uh, but i i am very proud of it because again um the other the other ethic informing this is that i want to be very collaborative right on and uh and i pretty much gave everyone you know a, a blank check you know i was like hey uh here's this track do your thing on it you know and and that was super gratifying to like just wait and see like, well, what's Dan Thomas going to do on the guitar on good son. That's going to be awesome. And you know, I was, it's really nice to have wild card elements thrown at you. And again, the limited time, just like, how am I going to, how am I going to work this in? How am I going to make this uh, its own tune and make it coherent? So to me, it kind of feels a little bit like a miniature Sergeant Pepper. And by that, uh i don't mean that in a delusional way i just mean like sergeant pepper is this kind of weird eclectic collection of songs that claims to be a concept album but actually it's not it's just like one song one or two songs that bookend you know the album and paul McCartney is like oh yeah it's like a concept album it's about sergeant pepper you know but um that that's kind of like what this is. It's like to me it's vaguely about Easter and QAnon and being quarantined because that's what I was thinking about. Um, but it you know, it it is what it is. Like literally I, I described the narrative earlier. I was thinking about QAnon, and then I chilled out as we were gardening. And then the last song is like, I have to write something about Easter. <laughs> and so I I just found some some amazing samples. Um about um about jesus and i was like well shit i don't know what i can add to this because a lot of my spiritual life you know has been non-verbal as of late like i haven't been writing as many spirituals just at this current time in my creative life so i was like you know screw it i'll just like i'll be a guitar player in this record i'll make it a jam and uh the, the end of the world that song in particular that like I'm I'm lifting actual like trending QAnon related hashtags like the silent war is one of them that's a lyric in there and sheep no more which again it's just in the spirit of um, carefree creativity because it's not an endorsement but it's purely. A nod to it and playing
0: around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get some interesting new subscribers to the podcast because of it. Oh, for sure. I mean,
1: by the way, if QAnon is for real, then yo, I've been supporting it all along. Don't let my previous statements say otherwise. But again, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to defer back to my home life and gardening with my wife and raising my kid, and uh, and thanking Jesus for that. And that's essentially like this record is that thought process which is my thought my wife can tell you when i get wound up and start yapping that's it it's always going to start with the conspiracies get back into the family and then i'm going to be like thanks jesus love you
0: i like that that the the whole record is sort of the representation of the unwinding from the anxiety of the world around you that you can't control and coming back to the important small things in life small or big things i guess yeah Again, I, I trusted the
1: the arc of the creative process itself, like writing the songs and the sequence I did and you know in terms of my own uh, my own desire to express something coherent, I feel very much like you listen to this 20 minute thing in sequence that you're gonna have a glimpse into what was important to me um, during this this entire, Thing. It's like, okay, they say it's the end of the world. How am I going to deal with it? Um, well, I might get angry. Why did this happen? Who, am I, who should I get angry at? Um, but wait, why am I angry? Oh, it's because I love my family and I want to protect them. And it's like, well, the best way I can protect them is by spending time with them. And now I'm going to stop thinking so much and think about what I have to give. And then I'm going to, you know, dance and do like some funky jams with Jesus and andrew mcgovern on horns (laughs) that sounds pretty awesome yeah yeah i think i think i just uh redundantly summed up the album four times in a row just then
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right man cool well it was uh it was really awesome talking to you yeah dude a pleasure chatting with you thanks so much cody Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Weekly EP. Once again, my name is Cody Swanson. Check out more of Workman Song's music and look for upcoming performances online or in the real world whenever that happens at workmansong.com. You can also pre-order his album that was in the podcast today at workmansong.bandcamp.com. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash weekly EP. Oh, and we have a Twitter now, so you can tweet at us. And we'll also be posting some extra bits from interviews that were cut for time, some cool stories, etc. So, as always, if you would like to do a weekly EP or know someone who would, please get in touch. We would love to hear from you.